You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. I'm Jim Simcoe with... I'm Blake Bender. Come on. <laughs> Come on. My name is Blake Eugene Bender. Glad thank, to be back. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we cannot have... Oh, I well, hate so much that you... <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Uh, for, any of us who, for anyone who's listened to this before, you know how much I love having Blake say his middle name, which yeah. is Eugene... That's awesome. All right. So today we have a huge topic that we were just talking about how big it's going to be. And this is the Hero Up Guide to Happiness, 18 Ways to Hack Happiness in Your Life. Um, yeah, it's kind of big. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, a couple of announcements. You know, the, the new site is up. It's heroupmedia.com. And the coaching site is up, which is just jimsimco.com. We're going to be doing a Hero Up Summit again, probably in April. We'll hmm. get some details Blake just dropped his marker as I said that. And then we're also going to do a destination retreat sometime this summer, possibly in Hawaii. And then the coaching program launches in a couple of weeks. So anyway, let's get into the podcast. So when I was thinking about like topics last night, I was Mm -hmm. thinking like, you know, really, what is this all about? Like, what are the, like, what are we all trying to get to? Like we're, you know, we've done podcasts on focus and on mindset and confidence and whatever. And really what's the goal? And the end of goal is, is really to be happy. Right, and be happy in our lives. Um, and I started thinking about like, what makes people happy? What are the things you can hack your happiness? What are the things that I've seen people do in their lives to hack their happiness? And how do we, you know, what do we do about them? So with that, we're going to use, well, first of all, what do you think about that? Talking to the mic. Oh my gosh. That, you're putting me on the spot. This Take is, your time. I'll come back in like an hour. Yeah. Tell me how it's Pause. going. Uh, I, I'm at a loss for words only because I feel like one can... Can you ever really say that you are, you're happy and you, you made it to happy and you're going to be happy forevermore. And I feel like happiness is a, is a a matter of taking it moment by moment, day by day. And hopefully you have more happy moments than you do sad moments or whatever other emotional experiences you can have the entire range. But yeah, I feel like it's not, uh, it's too simple to say like, I'm, I'm here, I'm happy now, and I'm just going to stay here and stay happy now because I feel like it's just a, a process a that has to be taken on every single day. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't end when you're 70 and you retire and you, you know, uh, join a, uh, an assisted yeah. living facility, which by the looks of you and that sling and that shoulder is <laughs> coming up sooner than you realize. <laughs> um, Blake's got Jim, jokes today, Jim people. Was actually, the jokes are free. Jim is not allowed to drive himself, so he was oh, dropped, let's tell everybody dropped, in the world. He was dropped <laughs> off today. Just after Blake just told me a whole bunch of secrets, now he's now he's messing with me. Yes, I was dropped off today. I could drive next week though. I'm pretty psyched. We'll see. I don't know if they'll. But give I'm half that Asian, way. so I think that they're like making me like go a couple more weeks. I don't like. I don't like to generalize. I just assume oh, you you individually uh, are a bad driver. Me individually, I'm actually a pretty good driver. But I think everyone thinks that everyone thinks three things: they're a good driver, uh-huh. they're funny, uh-huh. and they're a great dancer. <laughs> I think. I'm, Which do you think is least likely that you in are? mine? Yeah. Oh, dancing, definitely. I don't think I'm a good dancer at all. Well, I'm hypocritical so. for you to have said what you just said then. Yeah, I think that that's probably not my thing. What yeah. about you? What do you think you're out of those three? What do you think you are? I'm probably the worst driver. Are three. you a bad driver? <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad driver. I just don't think. So you think, no, it's not that you think you're a bad driver. It's that you think you're a great dancer. You think you're a great dancer. It's super funny. Such a good dancer. That's so different than what. What was the other one? Great dancer. Super funny. Oh, I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's easily the driving thing. Yeah, it's, really it's driving. Mo- like if you, it's reflected by how little I know about cars. Like 
the parts yeah. of car I know are pretty much the wheels and the doors. Steering wheel. Yeah. Steering wheel. Like, but beyond that, I, my vocabulary when it comes to cars is pretty low. When I first got my uh, Prius, the very first Prius I had, which was like 10 years ago, whatever, um, I drove it for almost two years before I knew that the engine was in the front of the car. <laughs> I thought since it was half electric that the engine was, idiot. <laughs> was under the car or behind it. And then one time I had to open up the hood, like yeah. the front, the hood, right? The hood yeah. in the front part. And I was like, oh, that's where everything is. Like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. So don't tell anybody. Let me ask you. So yes, you're just going to let every, all of our, our three listeners listen to this? We might have more than three <laughs> listeners. We actually, our listenership is actually growing. So thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for Fantastic. listening. If you're out there, we yeah. appreciate you. you. The listenership started growing once Blake started joining the podcast. So <laughs> I wonder what the correlation here I can, is. I can I can imagine that people are just <laughs> signing up with this, yeah. great, this great information we're providing yep. them five all minutes the in. How, how long are we into this thing? We Right now? Yeah. We're four minutes in. Four minutes in, and there's all, already been so much, <laughs> so much. So many, we've lost so many people already. <laughs> what were you going to ask me? Um, have Have you arrived at happiness? Are Are you happy in this present moment? Or are you like right oh, now? I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think happiness. I was thinking about it last night. Like, I think it's like it's a pursuit. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I came to last night, and I'm sure that there's. I'm sure some philosopher somewhere else said that long before me, but I kind of came to that. And I was like, it's a pursuit. It's a goal. It's an. It, it's something that we're all trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And I think people get to it way easier than other people get to it. So that kind of set the foundation in my head of like, okay, well, how can we help people get to it faster than other people? Because I think I see probably the way you do, you see people in your life who are like, wow, like, man, if this person just stopped like getting in their own way, yeah, getting in their own way on this one topic, man, they'd be way closer to being happy. If they just like change this one thing, they be that much closer. So I think that, and I think that we all do it. I mean, I know I do it. Um, and I know you do it. I mean, look at how you're dressed. I mean, Jesus, of course you're doing that. No, I'm just um, but no, I think that that's the thing is like, so for me, I think it's a pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get into these 18 things. Let's you ready? It happen. I'm ready. All right. Let's pick a number between one and 10. And I'll tell you, if you, if you get closer to the number than me, I'm confused as to what yeah. we're doing. Are these are these questions? No, these are these are statements. So these are 18 ways to to hack your happiness. Uh -huh. We're gonna pull them out of the hat thing or the microphone bag thing, and then we're gonna talk about them. And I'm, you're gonna pull it out and say, "This is what this means to me." <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I said pull it out, it just sounded bad. <laughs> All right. You're gonna pull anyway. it out anyway. <laughs> Number three. Uh, huh? Number three. I don't know. I understand. Oh, the, oh, sorry, you lose. It was uh, it was some other number. So pull it. What? Okay. So you pull it out first. Okay. Pull it out. Pull one out first. There you go. What does it say? Get out of shitty relationships. All right. One of the keys to happiness. Yeah. Getting out of shitty relationships. What does that mean to you? We we were literally having a conversation before we started recording. How? Why don't you share like in general? How? I, or share as much as. Well, it's just the, uh, the the idea being that um, somebody's. Uh, a, capacity to move forward in their life in whatever direction they want to go is probably directly related to their ability to have uncomfortable conversations and their willingness to kind of navigate those things. And some right. people have a really hard time uh, looking somebody in the eyes as I look you deeply in the eyes right now. That was very deep, very uh, and uh, and telling, telling them whatever's going on in their world, even if it is a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but if you're able to do that with you know, the people that are important to you, then I think you'll be able to uh, move forward and get, you know, inch your way closer to happiness, whatever that means for you. Yeah, I agree. I think it's huge. I think I noticed that so much last year of, of just being in so many of these toxic 
work relationships mm-hmm. that I was like, why am I in these? Scott, and I, huh? Yeah, Scott, man, Scott. Scott is his brutal. desk mate. Oh. He's exhausting. Oh, God, he's exhausting. I love him so much. Yeah. Bald, I love his bald head. Yeah, beautiful head of his. <laughs> beautiful head. Um, but no, I noticed that. And I, it, it reminds me of like, when I lived in LA, I was dating this girl who on paper, like lined up perfectly for me, right? Like she was super smart. She was actually like literally a nuclear nuclear physicist. She was used to make fun of me. You can't, can't even say it. Because yeah. I can't say nuclear. Yeah. She used to make fun of me. And, you know, from a great family, super athletic, really, you know, nice or whatever. And on the surface, you would think that like, hey, this is a relationship that makes a lot of sense. But man, it was a toxic relationship. Like we argued all the time. I was always in a bad mood. She just, you know, I'm not even saying it was her, but for me- that was a shitty relationship. And I noticed that like once I got out of it, I like felt so much better and felt the general sense of relief mm-hmm. afterwards and then ended up coming down here and meeting my wife. Um, so I think that that's, a, I think that's a big piece. I think like part of hacking your happiness is like, dude, get out of bad relationships. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to stay in it. For anyone who's listening, like you don't have to stay in a bad relationship just cause. Yeah. There's no, I, I think that people think that there's honor in it and I think that there isn't. Yeah. That's my statement right there. I'm, I'm all I can think of as you're saying, this is like, I've been very fortunate to not have to have too many of those breakup relationships because, yeah. uh, my wife Couldn't and I have known each other since oh, we were right. 15. Right. Uh, but I did have a girlfriend, um, when I was probably 16 years old and I was just laughing to myself because I was like, how do I do in those situations? I was like, I don't know. Because most recently the, this girl was a little out there and she in she was having some issues with her friends and again we're 16 years old and she's like talking on the phone with me and she's like and how do you like and so what do we do in trying to navigate some problem and i was like so honestly i want to break up and she was like what i was like i i want to break up and she was like okay bye and i immediately hung up the phone and called jessica yeah and i was like want to get married (laughs) i did it i broke up with her (laughs) thank gosh and this is when jessica was still a friend she was still a friend god you were so clueless for so long unbelievable that's another thing we're gonna do another a whole nother topic on how to not be clueless clueless in relationships and basically it'll be like We'll run through the hundred things Blake did and we'll just tell you just do the exact opposite. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Ready? This is, let's see here. So the next one is, oh, this is good for both of us. Find meaning in what you do or do something else. I think this is a big thing. I think that, you know, people, you, you know, you spend so much time working in your career, invest in your career, actually at your job or at your business or whatever, whatever it is at school, you might as well enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we have so many opportunities in the world to do really what you want to do and make money doing it. You should enjoy it. You should enjoy doing it. Like I enjoy what I do. Um, I know it sounds like, you know, you really enjoy what you do. Sounds I that think, way. Huh? But can you imagine not doing, can you imagine what it must be like for someone to drive to work every day, have to be at their office at eight o'clock and do a job that they can't stand and mm-hmm. do it for 50 hours a week and then like live for the weekends. I mean, think about that. Think about the yeah, horror of that. It, you know, uh, it's kind of it's kind of a tough call because I know that there are a lot of people to do that, and some people I admire because they are in a they are in a position where their work is a, a, a means to an end, and their end might be uh, supporting their family right. or you know any number of things. But I feel like it really just depends upon your orientation towards that thing. Like you yes, might totally. you might. Uh, be a garbage man and if your perception is that you know what like you know what I'm taking care of my family but not only that like it is really important that 
communities have really high quality sanitation. And, totally. and if you view that as like an important role within a community and are able to see that bigger picture, like I don't think the world can have every person you know, is a life coach and every yeah, yeah. person pursues whatever the heck they want to pursue. Cause I, I think that there are too many boundaries. That there's honor in that. Officially. I think you put to your point, there's honor in that someone doing that. And if they, if they see it and if it's they just like hard to it. find it, like you, I think that, uh, people don't always have the, the framework or the, the perception of like what, why it is that they're doing what they're doing. Or let's say that you, you know, work construction and you're building roads and infrastructure like that is very much serving your community right? and <clears throat> allowing people to, you know, get to work seamlessly and live, live the lives that they're wanting be to safer. live. And, you know, I think the same thing is true in, in what I do. Like I don't love people squatting, but I, I kind of gives me a vehicle to connect people, build relationships, allow them to take care of themselves, pursue uh, performance if they want to do it. And I recognize that that's an important role in, in a, you know, in the local community. Um, and some people are going to do really magnificent things on a large scale and change the world fundamentally. And other people are just going to touch the folks who are immediately around them. Yeah. And I, I don't think that like one is better or worse. I just think that the world needs both of those types of people in the yeah. positions. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's a good point, dude. Nice. All right, let's move on to the next one. God, Blake got so deep on that one. I know, man. He's going to. I only got like three right? of those in me a yeah. month. Really? So. Well, we have eighteen, so <laughs> yeah. you you better you better step it up on these next ones. Oh my goodness! Here we go. Avoid comparing yourself to others. Mm, he says this as he's looking me up and down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Man. And this is a, this is a good one for you because I mean, hey, you run a gym. I run a gym. It's it's funny because I always feel so conflicted on this front because. Comparison to others, I think intuitively and inherently, uh, you kind of want to not have folks who are hyper-focused on, on that comparison. And I think that it uh, can facilitate a really like low self-esteem if, you know, very few people can be the top percentage of anything. Like that's kind of how... That's why it's the top percentage. That's why it's the top percentage. And that, that's how uh, statistics work in the law of averages. And... Um, I know alternatively that I am in the position that I am and I have such a good life because, and it kind of probably at different points in time came through the process of, of comparing to others. And I know that negative experiences can be the catalyst for personal growth and change. So I don't, I'm not somebody who wants to, uh, make a blanket statement, like never compare yourself to others, because I think it can be the catalyst for, you know, realizing where you stand in this world and understanding what are realistic expectations for your life. Um, but if you get consumed in that pursuit, I think it can be really, uh, really trying to your psyche over time. And, yeah. uh, so that's just like kind of the fine balance. And I think that you have to figure out where, what is the appropriate balance? Because yeah. if you have this attitude like, oh, you know, I, you know, use the analogy that makes most sense to me, which is in the gym or in physical, you know, fitness and stuff like that. Uh, if you have this, you know, idea that, oh, I have absolutely no interest in knowing what anyone else can do. Well, in some cases, it can be a really positive thing to chase somebody yeah. with a little head or a little <laughs> bit behind you. And it can allow you to strive for, strive for more and expect more from yourself. But if you're just like so consumed by, oh, this guy did this and I can't even do that. Like, you know, it's going to wear on you over time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's true. I mean, I remember like when I first started working out and seeing Mike Nichols, who is same age as I am, same weight, same height, same everything. And he was like doing something in the leg. He might've been squatting or front squatting, whatever, but he was doing such a huge amount of weight. Yeah. I looked at that and I was like, wow, like I can't do anywhere near that. 
but it made it it made that number way more attainable than if I'd seen if I had seen his name on the board and it said, you know, Mike Nichols squat 275 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I think that like I wouldn't have I would think that that oh God, that guy's got to be younger or way mm-hmm. out of reach or whatever, but seeing him to be like basically my same body type, I was, you know, it makes it makes that those kind of goals more achievable. Um I think that uh so that's interesting your perspective on it is interesting. I I really think that like Really, the, the comparing yourself—you should really only be comparing yourself to yourself and what you can do. Like, how do you maximize your own DNA and what you're doing in your life? And uh, I think of like social comparisons. Like, this person has a bigger house than I do. This person, you know, makes more money than I do. All of that. All of that stuff. You're laughing. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, bigger house, bigger something. <laughs> and I got a smirk. And I we're back. I apologize Bla- for bringing that. Blake is back to the shallow end of the <laughs> <Yeah>. pool <laughs> with his flippers on. Yeah. No, but it's true. It's it's like you know, like I, I I think it's such an insidious thing. I'm sure I'm saying that name wrong or that word wrong, but it's so it's so hurtful to yourself when you do that, when you look at someone else, or if I look at like some other dad who drives like a, you know, some gorgeous car and I, you know, I drive a Volvo, which isn't a bad car. Right. But it's just, I think it's, I think as much as you can avoid the the negative aspects of comparing yourself to someone else is, is a good thing. Do you think it, it comparison moves humanity and, and moves the world forward in a negative or positive way or both? Wow, you kind of blow my mind a little bit now. Do I think it moves it negatively? Or I think healthy. This is going to be a total cop out answer. Yeah, but I'm going to say it anyway. It is <laughs> uh, healthy comparison moves the world. Uh-huh. Um, what I'm talking about is, and honestly, when I think of this, when I think of this example, I think of like a woman who is, you know, maybe a little bit overweight, who goes to the bookstores in the magazine aisle and sees 50 supermodels mm-hmm. on every magazine covers. Who are actually only like 15 years old. Right, right. <laughs> but like compares herself to those because they are uh, being exhibited as the norm. Yeah. And I think that's where, I think maybe that's what I mean. It's like, that's where it gets dangerous is like when we're setting these unrealistic expectations on people, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the norm. Like go to a gym and- this is the norm. Have six percent body fat. Yeah. Like this place, as much as I love it, is not the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, like the norm, you know, in the real world is there are more people like me who have mm-hmm. got, you know, you know six plus percent body fat. Six, six <laughs> I was thinking of a way to say it without actually saying it. Let's say that. Let's say six more than six percent. More than six percent body fat. Yeah. But like I'm the norm in the in the regular world. Sure. So you go into this environment and it's just not that's just not it. Yeah. So I think that that's where it could be harmful because I think then a lot of times people will be like, well, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Because I'm so far out of what the norm is. Yeah, and that's, is the this, dan- that's the that's danger the with thing. it. Yeah. Then you're not even trying for it. And, and that's where I think uh, it becomes kind of, a gray, kind of a gray area as when you have absolute, you know, claims of like never compare yourself or always compare yourself or whatever. Totally. It, it doesn't allow you to take advantage of the fact that like humans are – you know, they become driven individuals when they're they're pursuing something that seems like very like it needs to be this combination of attainable, but you know, stre- stretch your potential. Right. Um, and so, on some level, I think that like that comparison can again move humanity forward to answer yes. my own question. But I think it's a very dangerous thing. And you, from what I can tell, 
and I'm going to regret saying this, are a pretty well-grounded individual. This is it. Uh, <laughs> the podcast is officially over. I've achieved my goal. Blake gave me a compliment. But, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, if uh, I don't know that 16-year-old Jim was necessarily as grounded as, how old are you again? I am 48. 16-year-old Jim was a lot different. <laughs> and uh, and there you go. And I, and I think that you, like again, have probably had exper- uh, experiences in which you compared yourself to somebody else and you kind of learned yeah. those lessons the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and exactly. I, you know, the, I very much believe in like, you gotta, you gotta go through those things in, in order to kind of get to the stage that yeah. you're at. And I'm sure that we're going to continue to battle, not over comparing ourselves to others, but a little bit of comparison will, will keep some perspective for yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Cool. All right. Next one. Here you go. Pull from the microphone bag. Bah. All right. I got one. Avoid overthinking like we've been doing every one of these questions. <laughs> um, what do you think about that? I'm going to try to not overthink it. And as a constant non-overthinker in my life, I think I was blessed That's with That's the beauty of you though, dude. That's the one of the best things, right? It's it's kind of funny and and I'm I'm a little bit paradoxical paradoxical in that and that some things I try to be mindful of just like not letting, you know, small frustrations get the best of me and I'm like human like anyone else and sometimes they do and they linger and yeah. they sit, you know, seep into my psyche but um some people have a really hard time and the anxious person, you know, on on average is going to sit there and dwell on every little thing to an extent that's not, you know, manifesting in a positive way for them. Yeah. Um, and so fortunately, again, I'm not somebody who's burdened too heavily with that, but there's a reason that I have a long answer for every one of these questions so far. And it's because like, I do, I do think about these things and I find myself in a position because I work in a, you know, own a gym and work with people that, uh, you know, I'm not selling fitness, I'm selling happiness. And people think that they're going to find happiness by being more fit or having relationships and all, you know, climbing this, the social hierarchy ladder yeah. that is being the best in the gym or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, and ultimately I'm kind of selling happiness and we have to figure out how to navigate those things. And so we find ourselves, uh, answering these questions pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. That was next, next question. Let's go right to the next question. I'm not even overthink that. That was such a great answer. All right. So the next one is, ah, uh, slow down your role. Why don't you take this one? I'm going to take this one <laughs> because I'm not even sure I'm using this phrase correctly when I was doing these notes. Slow your role. Slow your role. Oh, Jesus. That's what Idiot. it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So slow your role. So my thing about this and one of the reasons I you know, thought of this or it popped in my head was that everyone goes so fucking fast all the time. Mm-hmm. I get 200 emails a day, right? I do however many emails, or excuse me, meetings. I'm always on the go. Mm-hmm. You're the same way. Like almost everyone I know, like we're all going so fast. And I feel like part of the key to happiness is just like slowing the hell down. Like I noticed in the last five, six weeks after having surgery, I was forced to slow down. Yeah, And I was forced to kind of spend time by myself and mm-hmm. spend time just kind of like with my thoughts, very dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, but it's really good. Like it was really like almost refreshing and relaxing to just like see the mania of everyone going through the holiday stuff and then getting back to work and finishing the year and then starting the year and going deliberately slower in many areas. Mm-hmm. I found that like, and it's, it's weird, but like I almost was happier yeah. Even though my shoulder was all like banged up, like I felt happy. I was just, so I think that's a big thing. So it's just slow down. Like there's not like this 
feel like everyone acts like there's this end goal that they're trying to get to for their life. And it's, you know, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a long, it's a long, I don't it's know, a long road. It's a long road. You and I, you and I are sitting here in beautiful San Diego in the sun. Yes. On a Friday at two o'clock. Yes. Should we mic bump to that? Yes. Cheers. Good mic bump. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. On to the next one, huh? Yeah. On to the next one. Here you go. All right. Let's Adapt see how Blake does on this a one. growth versus a fixed mindset. I'm going to take let you take that one <laughs> okay. because I saw you had notes on this. Yes. So basically, in short, there's this woman named Carol. I can't remember her last Carol. name. Carol. Her name's Carol. Carol. She was awesome. I'm going to look it up right now. Her name is Carol something out of Stanford and developed this theory about a fixed versus a growth mindset. And it's Carol Dweck. A researcher at Stanford. He has no idea how to pronounce that. I don't. It's D W E C K. I think she's a genius. Like I've read a lot of like this kind of stuff. I think she's a freaking genius. I'm sorry, I'm butchering your name, but I think it's what you came up with. Is awesome. Think we can get her on the podcast? Probably could. Yeah, okay. I'm sure we could. Next well, actually, week, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she came up with the thing that basically like a growth mindset means like you think of things in opportunities. You think that you're you know, that you've got skills that you can develop and you're always growing and you can get better and better and better. A fixed mindset basically says that, look, I was born this way. This is exactly who I am. Um, my skills, my intelligence, my levels, nothing's changing. So I'm not going to have any further opportunities than what's, what's what I can get within my bubble. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very difficult place to live in. Like, so if you think you can only be, you know, X in your life, uh, that's a very fixed mindset, you know, like, and, and, and you're, sort of beholden to all the things that are involved in whatever bubble you create. But if you adopt a growth mindset, what you realize is like, there's a lot of opportunities for you in life and you are going to continually get smarter and learn more and get stronger and get better and better daily. It's just a more optimistic way to live, mm-hmm. right? And it's a more optimi- optimistic way to be. And I think that that's one of the keys of you know being able to hack your own happiness is really like adopt a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Don't think of things as just being fixed and static. That's probably it. I'd like to share something with you on that front, Please. which is that uh, I have been familiar with this term for quite a long time. And, and my wife, who's a speech therapist, uh, may or may not have been the one who shared it with me originally. But every once in a while, this kind of comes up because despite the vast, vast majority of the people that I work with here at my gym, Stratum Fitness, uh, are awesome people that I enjoy being around to are doing everything they can to you know make progress and take the information that I share with them and move forward. Um, you do every once in a while encounter people where it feels like you're kind of talking to a brick wall or that, you know, they, you know, they don't have the time of day for you or just like, yeah, they're just falling on deaf, deaf ears. And that can be very, um, exhausting and, and, uh, frustrating for somebody who wants to do the best you can. And, and I feel, uh, highly responsible that if people are going to, spend money to with for access to my facility and coaching and things like that um that it's basically our responsibility that even if a hundred times they've already proven that they're not able or capable or willing to um take that information from us and move forward or implement what we have i i feel it's my responsibility if at any point i feel as though i'm i've given up on them and i'm like i'm not willing to try that 101st time then i need to end that relationship and fire that client fortunately I'm pretty strong willed and, uh, you know, or, or that person parts ways on their own, for example, cause they probably weren't getting value out of the service. Right. Um, 
but I'll have to be reminded of that on occasion. And I'll, you know, have these conversations with my wife of this is really frustrating me right now, or I'm, yeah. you know, I'm really trying to get through to this person in this way. Um, and it's a really good reminder to me that, uh, I have an obligation to that person to keep trying, trying with them. And, you know, if you don't have a growth mindset and you have a fixed mindset, um, then you're not going, that interaction is no longer going to facilitate growth. Right. And you're going to give up and you're going to give up. And yeah. uh, if you've given up, then what are they paying for? You owe yeah. them your money back. Yeah. And if you're a quitter, like yeah. don't listen to our podcast, right? Yeah. Don't ridiculous. get off of this thing. You got to really? fix my mindset. All right. You can take the next one. All right. It feels so important pulling these things from this bag. It really does, doesn't it? It's awesome. Handle stress like a badass. Yep. <clears throat> How do you handle stress? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm pretty good with handling stress. I think you are too. This is a good one for you. <sighs> do you think, do you, I, I, maybe I give the impression that I'm good at handling stress. I'm sure that sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. But how would you even like how would you even define, am I good at handling stress? Like, am I able to move on with it? Cause sometimes I let it dwell for a while and I'm yeah. just like, man, I need to move on from this, but I can't. I think of like, if you're, if you, to hack your happiness, you have to be able to, I'm looking at the bushes. Um, that's how I focus. Blake keeps looking. I, I'm looking right past Blake and he keeps looking at like, what am I looking at? And yeah, I'm just yeah, like yeah. basically staring at a bush. I thought you were like gaining insight from these bushes. No, was, I'm not. The bush okay. is not talking to me. Okay. Um, I think that handling stress it's such a big part of happiness because shit happens all the time. All yeah. Time. Yeah. And I think that people get caught up in stuff and they either have a tendency to make way more of a big deal of it than it needs mm -hmm. to be or they don't make any deal of it at all and they should. Mm -hmm. But I think that the ability to handle stress, the ability to handle like various calamities or whatever that happen in your life and, and move on if a truck going by us right now or a bus is really key. Like, and I think the happiest people are able to do that. And if you don't, like you probably see it, like you go to a coffee shop, go out to lunch and you see people who are like, you know, they're talking too loud and they're talking about their husband and how freaked out they are, or this, or my, hey, my job. And people who tend to complain a lot, like they're just not able to manage it. And I'm not saying that their stress or their issues don't warrant it, mm -hmm. right? But it's just like, at what level are you spending time complaining about it? At what level are you allowing the stress to multiply like you know is there a way to minimize you know can you figure out a way to minimize it in your life versus just allowing it to consume you i think that's the biggest thing are it's you like, are you the same better or worse at dealing with stress than you were 20 years ago 20 years ago 20 years ago i would say i am better in almost every area damn every damn area. yeah i'm not fucking around dude. yeah I'm no kidding. kidding uh yeah i would say i'm i'm not perfect and i still have my moments but i i feel like i i feel like you know having a growth mindset because i feel like i have a growth mindset mm -hmm. i feel like i've been able to grow through a lot of that stuff and instead of being like oh fuck that guy like you know they screwed us over da da da, da i might still think that but i'll say okay, well, what's their reasoning? Mm -hmm. What's my exit around this? What are my opportunities for growth? Can I change this? I read something in a book by Dalai Lama once and he was- or, I mean, Name dropping? Yeah. Well, me and the Dalai go way back, dude. <laughs> he's, he's a hell of a good basketball player. Yeah, I bet. Um, but um, he, he, he said something to the effect of like, look, if you, if you, can, if you can change it, 
then great. Then don't worry about it. He did like, not say that. No, he didn't, he didn't say it like that. But he, or you know, he's a yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you could change it, great. And he's like, and and if you can't change it, then you also shouldn't worry about it because you yeah. can't do shit about it. Yeah, he didn't say that either. But <laughs> but that's always kind of sort of struck me. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, that's kind of like the ideal for me, stress wise. Like if I can't do anything about it, I may not like it. Yeah, and I think that's another big piece of it too. Is like for me back then, for me to deal with stress, if I said, oh. I'm not going to let this affect me. Then it was me like giving up and saying, I'm going to accept it. Uh, that person's right. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like, well, no, that doesn't make them right. It also doesn't make me wrong. It doesn't mean I have to like it. It just means I don't have to let it consume my life. Yeah. Like I don't have to, you know, and it's, we're like you, like I mean, I'm married, I've got kids and I don't want to, you know, I have, a, I have a relationship and an obligation to them to be like the best version of me I can be. You know, and, and it's also in the world. Like I want to be like the right example. So I don't, I don't want to be the guy who's totally stressed yeah. about, about shit. Let yeah. That gets me. So right on. Yeah. There we go. All right. Moving right on. Moving right on. I thought, I feel like we did good on that one. Yeah. Like we, you did good. I didn't really have right, much to go. say. Wait, is this for me or you? I think me. Oh, here you go. You can read it. No, read no, it. no. You do it. <laughs> no, pick out whatever you want. I want that one. Oh. Uh, choose this, choose success over perfection. Yep. Choose success over perfection. Do you think you're a perfectionist? No. Do you think Sometimes you are? I'm not a perfectionist to a fault. I'm like a, oh, well, I got the minimal shit satisfactorily <laughs> You're done. a minimalist. Uh, but I don't know. I feel, again, like this is never a, there's, it's never a black and white type of thing. I think that there are people out there who do some incredible, inspiring shit and the world's a better place because they're perfectionists and that probably wreaks havoc in many facets of their life. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I don't desire to be that person. Um, but I think that most people in their pursuit of happiness specifically are probably going to have uh, fulfillment if they can get uh, you know an appreciation for the small things and uh, not be consumed by having to be perfect at all times in all situations there. Cause yeah. man, who has time for that shit? You know, dude, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting with the expectation of perfection that is undoubtedly, you know, thrown cast over you at all times. How do you deal with it? Yeah. Um, how do I deal with that? I learned, I learned in my late, in my early thirties, I learned two things. I, well, maybe more than two things, but the two things I can remember right now, I learned that like, I didn't always have to be right. And what I really wanted at the end of the day, career wise, just life wise was to be happy. And that came from being successful in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't care about making, I realized like, it doesn't matter if I make a shitload of mistakes. Like if the end is like, if I say like, okay, I want to go, you know, make enough money to go surf in Hawaii for two weeks. It, on a vacation, it didn't matter how I was able to figure that out just mattered with like, well, was I success, successful in that? Mm-hmm. Great. And I learned in marriage more than probably anywhere else that like, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. And I think at the beginning of our relationship, I was very focused on being right. Yeah. And like, even many times when I was wrong and really at the end of the day, like, I don't ha- feel like I don't have to be right anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'm also like, you know, I also feel like very much like you, like I have no problem making fun of myself. I have no problem. Like, you know, I don't have a veil that I'm trying to put up with, with people that or for people saying like, Oh, I'm this great, perfect guy. Uh-huh. And in many ways, probably like you, it, it's super freeing. Yeah. Right. Like you see people who post on Instagram, they only post good looking pictures of themselves and 
great pictures of their food and all that other yeah, yeah. crack and you know stuff and and i don't do that don't post crack on instagram no crap, get crap. i meant to say crap <laughs> so yeah that's that would be my answer cool all right moving on let's see here next one be optimistic hey hey i said it with a big smile this one's easy why not just be optimistic life is actually not that bad have you always been a glass out full kind of guy uh except when i was going through the sexual abuse stuff yep That'll do it to you. Yeah, that'll do that'll it to you. It that'll, that'll really kind of <laughs> crush that and, glass. And w- what what is it for you? Because you were able to shape that mindset and become optimistic from what I can tell. It Was there was that con- conscious or did that just happen naturally over some different life experiences? Like, I mean, because I'm sure that there are people who are naturally not, you know, wired that way. But, you yeah. know, clearly it's malleable if, yeah. if you weren't. Now you are. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, after that experience, um, I kind of got to a point that I just wanted to choose life as being like, there's a lot of good shit in the world. And this horrible thing that happened was something that happened. It doesn't define me. And it's not like I can use it as a, um, as a crutch and be a victim my whole life, or I can mm-hmm. use it as fuel to motivate me, you know, in other areas. And just honestly, like, I think being optimistic in our day and age is there's, it's such a cool thing to be like, there's no reason not to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm optimistic on something, right. Then that entire time I'm being optimistic about it, I get a benefit being optimistic. Yeah. And if it goes bad, it goes bad. It went bad. What it was going to go do? bad anyway. Right. <laughs> and so like, and if I'm pessimistic the whole time, it was definitely going to go bad. If you're pessimistic, it's definitely, definitely going to go bad. And then, so I, I like to think of it as like, well, I hope more things in my life go right than wrong. And I, and I also, I, and I'm, saying this sort of flippantly, but I have a lot of things to be optimistic about, you know what I mean? Like with between family and friends and, you know, even with the bad shit that's happened, even shit with my shoulder, like one of the, one of the very first things I thought about after I found out I was going to have shoulder surgery was like, first thing in my head was like, thank God it's not worse. Yeah. Thank God it's not like, thank God I didn't tear five things and I'm out of stuff for, yeah, yeah. you know, cause again, I don't have to like the fact that I'm out for six months or whatever it is, really? but you know, thank God I didn't tear in the middle of summer. Yeah. And missed the whole half a summer of surfing. Like, you know, there's a lot of things to be optimistic about. So I think it's a mindset. I think you have to choose to be that way. Now you're one of the most optimistic people I know. Why do Am you I? Do you do you are you in my head in uh in my thoughts? Outwardly you seem to be very Okay. Optimistic. I try to be. I don't know. It's a constant battle. We work on yourself. I I probably am more naturally inclined to go that direction, but like yourself, I have a lot of good shit in my life and yeah. uh you know, now that I, you know, for example, I'm, I've, I've gone through enough experiences and very fortunate to most of them not be like horrifically bad. Like everyone has like small shit that's uncomfortable along the way, but those are kind of the things that shape you. And I, uh, I too, like even just using the, the example of an injury, like I'm dealing with something in it's like high hamstring glute adductor or something or other. And I, and I think to myself like, man, it's such a pain in the ass trying to deal with this. But alternatively, I'm going to be so much more equipped to help somebody else else through that process, whether it's specifically dealing with, with that injury versus, uh, you know, uh, adopting a mindset that allows me to be productive and allow them to empathize more. And so I just think like, there's something to be gained from that. Like it's, you know, a little bit of a drag to have to make adjustments on what I would ideally like to be doing every day, but there's something good, you know, silver lining in most things. And I wonder if, um, I wonder if, because you've been largely optimistic most of your life, 
is your life this way because you've been optimistic most of your life or is it just the old chicken of the egg yeah. situation? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it could possibly not be both of those things. Like right. your, your experiences shape you, but you shape your experiences. And, and yeah. so like, cause most of the people I know who are super pessimistic, I'm not very successful. Do you ever actually like try to think about the whole chicken and the egg situation and then your no. head just like hurts no. and goes numb? Because then I go back to rule, whatever it was, says avoid overthinking. No, I don't, yeah, do, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. do that. Yeah, you have a lot of philosophical debates in your head and I don't have any of those. I saw, I saw a really hilarious GIF. Uh, I'll share this little story yesterday. Uh, I was going to get an apple or something from from the fridge and my wife was making zucchini bread and and you guys fell out of a rock no, i said rock i said i said something about like making a joke about sticking my hand in and like oh yeah i tried the zucchini bread like it's it's almost done and she's like you just stuck your hand in and like tried it like a barbarian like <laughs> weren't you worried about burning your hand and i was like no it was fine and and you know of course i didn't actually reach in and i was i was joking to myself like Man, she has such little respect for me and my intellect. Um, and I was, you know, I thought that was funny. And I came across, uh, I was trying to send her a, a GIF. Uh, that was a Michael Scott from The Office GIF. Oh, okay. Uh, even though I'm having a personal conversation, that was the only feasible way I could communicate with her. Um, but I came across a different GIF uh, anyway. And it was a, a scene of Michael Scott um, sitting sitting on a, a swing set at a playground because he's about to go bankrupt. And he's like, sometimes times when I'm when I'm really feeling down I think about uh, a man a man on a far like standing on a faraway star uh, <laughs> you know thinking about all there there is and it was just so funny the ignorance of this you know he, yeah. him thinking he's standing on a star far yeah away. that's awesome he's anyway the he's the best my wife has no respect for me yeah how was the uh, how was the zucchini bread so good oh my gosh was it good it's crazy good did you bring any in that's no I didn't bring any in I'm gonna eat all that shit I don't even like zucchini, you zucchini bread. bread or banana bread dude are you kidding me that's like saying, do you like good things or horrible things? Do you like joy or do you like sadness? Of course, banana bread. You Have you had zucchini bread? Yes, I've had zucchini bread. It is so good. What kind of question is it, that? Have you had zucchini bread? That I, no, if you, zucchini go, if you go east like two states, I promise you, half most of the country has not had zucchini bread. Oh, my God. This is a different topic. I'm going to bring you a piece of zucchini bread. Yeah. We're going to start next good next bread, time's zoo, podcast. She's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Um, can't wait for that one. Here, your turn. Zucchini bread, man. Oh, pissing me off. They pick, pick, I mean, that's like, oh, I'm going to make a squash bread. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it tastes nothing like it. Be kind. No, let's skip that one. No, let's go ahead. Go ahead. Me? I don't think it's good to be kind at all. <laughs> I think... Sometimes people. Only is good to be kind to the general and your general. People frustrate you, and sometimes you just want to, you know, shake them a little bit. But I don't know. I guess it, it's good to. Have you ever gone somewhere, lunch, wherever, <clears throat> and bought like another table their dinner, or bought like another? I couple? am way too poor to do that. I or bought maybe someone a coffee in a coffee line. I don't ever go and get coffee. You I'm, very, I'm very frugal and I don't spend a lot of money on anything outside of like the bare necessities. Clothes. Yeah. Well, I'm wearing clothes that you gave me a gift card oh, right. to literally yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, oh, for, for clothing welcome. me, lovely. putting pants on my body. Oh God. It's, you say it like that, it just sounds so weird. You don't think, I think being kind is like kind of a, an important thing for your happiness. I like that. But like, do you be, something I kind of have a fundamental issue with is the idea that in you being kind you acting kind makes you feel good. So you're actually doing it from a place of self, 
uh, oh, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent selfish. Okay, but I guess that's okay. Like, it's a hundred percent. Like we were at. Um, I was having lunch at this sushi place uh, up the coast, and it's like in Oceanside, which uh-huh. is like this. You know, used to be this marine marine area, and they were there four. They were these four marines having lunch, and you know, I was sitting by myself doing my stuff, and I got done, and I went and I bought them lunch, mm-hmm. right. And I bought them lunch just because, like, I always like to buy military guys lunch if I see him. It's like, mm-hmm. no big deal, whatever. And um, and I left, and I didn't tell him it was me or whatever, but I wrote a little note saying, thanks for your service. And that was 100% for me. Like, I, for them, great. I'm Probably sure, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they, like, appreciate it or whatever. Yeah, but for yeah, me, yeah. that's like, I can do something a little bit kind for someone. It's not going to break the bank. Yeah, and yeah. it's something I can do really easily, and it's simple and i know that they got a lot of it i bought a i bought a woman behind me in um uh a coffee place uh, a couple months ago it was an older lady i bought her her coffee dude she lost her mind she was so excited this is like a three dollar that's, like, that's like three dollar that three yeah. goes a long ways that's kind of cool it was, but to me it was like it was such an easy way to make someone else's day i got way more out of it than she got out of it yeah, you yeah, know of like and, and it's just like so i think like things like that like i think that stepping out of your comfort zone and doing some of those things on a, you know, occasionally it's good for the world. Yeah. Raise the vibe for the world. You know, something that comes to mind for that, like I do enjoy YouTube as you know. Yes. And, you're a big fan and of YouTube. I, I will say like little small gestures like that. In some cases you really have no idea to what extent they're going to like impact the person on the receiving end of them. Cause like yes. for you, it might be $10 for that, you know, something guy. happened to me yesterday. What do you got? You Let's go. You want to hear now? Yeah, sure. People know where I'm going with that. Okay. Yesterday, in this place, in the gym, I'm not going to say who, someone said that I looked really handsome with my uh, new beard. Made my day. Made my white, week. A little white lies nice find here and there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it made my week. It was so nice. Like, yeah. you know, she didn't have to say anything nice. And just like she, it was a lady. Yeah. And narrows it down. Even, it, it was even more amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just like, you know. She probably didn't think anything of it. She yeah. probably did not think anything of it when she when she when she said it. And yeah. then, but for me, I was like, man, I felt pretty good about myself. L- for a little lit bit. your little heart up. You lit my little heart up. Yeah. So be kind. But even even beyond that, like there there are those situations where you know you read stories and who knows? It's just a story. Maybe it's not even the truth. But somebody talks about, man, I was like on the edge. I was considering suicide, and then I had this one little interaction with this person that reinstilled my faith in humanity and like totally brought me out of that dark place totally, in that moment. 100%. And I just like, I, again, you, you, for one person, it might just be a small little gesture of, of kind an act of kindness. Yeah. And for some, somebody else, it might cha- may change their life just cause you take a, take a gamble yeah. on them or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe you're just, no, I think rich. that's totally true. And you don't, and you don't know, you never know. You may also buy like a rich woman in Encinitas coffee that means nothing to her and she's like what is this maybe guy? not yeah maybe not it's true but you never know but I, that's it, a good it, mindset that's optimist um, you're an optimist i'm an optimist that's something my uh i'm not gonna say who but somebody said to me once because like i have a like if i see homeless guys i usually will buy them food uh-huh. or you know give them a couple bucks if i have if i have and it's that's a whole different topic some yeah. people agree with that some people don't agree with that yep. and somebody said to me well like you know most of them are probably ripping you off and they're probably like you know i don't know yeah, ripping yeah. You off. all right and i was like i in my mind, I'm like, okay, so 90, let's say 90% of them are ripping off. So nine out of 10 guys are ripping off. That means one guy is not. Yeah. And so we're helping one guy and it's like not a huge impact in my life, making, yeah. you know, a sandwich or whatever. So I don't know. I think so it's all right. you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying that there's a chance. Whose turn is it? You go. I don't it's know. My turn. All right. 
We only have like six. I like that. That's very optimistic of yeah, you. That's, a good, you that's go. a good perspective. All right, let's see what we got here. Right now we have focus on your health. This one I'm not going to go too much into because we've talked about this so much, but part of happiness, man, you got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You got to, you can't be sitting around eating cheese puffs, drinking Diet Coke. Have you ever read the book Tuesdays with Maury? Yeah. Good kind book. of a famous Long book. Time it's one of the three books I've read also. Nice. Um, and so Tuesdays I, with Maury, my book. What's the third book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable in an uncomfortable moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tuesdays with Maury. Yeah, Tuesdays with Maury. Throw me off the groove. <laughs> First, I was I was ready to like blow right by it and not be phased, and all of a sudden, you you threw me off my. Go know, ahead, Tuesdays with Maury. Um, my train of thought was that it was kind of a cool example to see somebody whose body was not allowing them to to do what they wanted to yeah. do and deteriorate in this basically the story of an old man who I think was a professor at a university right. and, and he had a really close relationship with one of his students and the students find, finds out he's passing away um, from an incurable disease and so he goes back and you know spends every Tuesday I was like what day of the week is it Tuesdays Tuesday, Tuesday. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just kind of learns and takes in all this information. And, uh, you know, I, that's something that has always stood out to me because I don't think very many people are able to live their best life, if you will, if they don't have their body supporting them on that mission. Totally. Um, And yet, some people are still able to orient themselves and have the the framework and and able to kind of get beyond that. But I think that's a pretty incredible thing, and and very few people probably possess the tools to do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So focus on your health. Your turn. Tuesdays with Maury. Good Tuesday book. With Maury. Great book. Express gratitude. I'm not taking that. You You're not taking it? that one? No, you take it. Oh, my God. Do you, did you just hear my whole Tuesdays, 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 Morris spiel? Yeah. I think expressing gratitude is important for happiness. You need to be able to share. You need to like, you know, like, um, you need to tell people that you love them or that you are thankful for something, even if it's in a freaking fucking horribly messy way. Mm-hmm. Messy, messy, messy. Like I was thinking about this last night, like, cause I had, you know, cause it's the second time I've been back to the gym in six weeks. And went to dinner with Eric and Katie afterwards. And we just had such a good time. We're like laughing and it was just awesome. And I was like so grateful for like, and it wasn't even like a big deal. It wasn't like we like had like some monumental thing happen or whatever. It was Mm -hmm. just like great. And I, you know, afterwards I was like, oh, this is so great. Like we, 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 he gets really annoying in these situations as you you can tell. (laughs) But like we all, all three of us were sort of very we were like stumbling. I'm I'm literally watching a car run yes. into a fence as we speak. Oh, that's lovely. Hopefully, he hopefully not running us over next. Um, but it was really kind of a cool experience, and we've all kind of clumsily said, "Hey, this has been awesome." Yeah. And it's just like I think expressing gratitude is great. It forces you to remember, like you know, that there are things. Again, going back to me, an optimist, mm-hmm. that the things you should be grateful for, you know, and that there are wonderful things in the world. So that I'm gonna leave it like that. I think you I actually do have something to add on. That. Oh, here so. we go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear it. Um, I, a couple years ago, I, I don't know where I had kind of picked it up, but I I picked up the habit of changing the phrase, uh, uh, I appreciate it to I appreciate you. And my wife made fun of me for it because, and she would say like, oh, appreciate, I appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah. And, and I stopped doing it. Yeah, because she good. made fun of me and it hurt my feelings. Good, and, it's a weird phrase. And but I I feel like it expresses so much more 
what I want it to that phrase to embody because if you have somebody who is in the subway line who's making your sandwich and you're like, yeah, I appreciate that that you know little small task that you just fulfilled that you're getting paid to do yeah. versus like, I appreciate you as a human being for somebody's got to make my sandwich and someone's got to feed did, daddy and you did a great fucking job at it. Like I, I feel like that expresses <laughs> what, uh, you know, I want to come across a little bit more accurately. Yeah. And I think I'm going to start using that again, despite my wife making fun of me I for the should, term dude. appreciate you versus I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I appreciate you, Jimbo. I appreciate you too, Blake. <laughs> I can't say with a straight face. Yeah. Here you go. Next. Next. My wife's a bully. My wife's <laughs> a bully. Do work you love. Do good. Make money. There's another line there. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you do work you love? A lot of times I do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. And you do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. But to get to, you know, to do, to get to a point where I can just do the work that I love doing. Yeah. I think that's the key. I mean, do you think it's possible to always and only do the work you love? Nope. Me neither. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes when I'm refilling the toilet paper or we're out of toilet paper and I have to go and buy more t- toilet paper at the store because we're fun. like super out of toilet paper. Yeah. I don't love that work, but I do no. it because there's other things about it. That and that's I do. big. That's a bigger picture because you're doing it because you, you know, <clears throat> you have you have um, invested interest in where that toilet paper is going. People get mad if they don't have toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, they get mad at that. <laughs> Messed up. No, I think it's important. I think you got to do. I think part of being happy is do what you love. That my mantra for a very really long time has always been like, do good, make money. It's simple as that. Because I don't think you can just do good. I think you have to make money unless you're independently wealthy, which I'm not. <laughs> One, one day though, maybe one day this, this one day. podcast blows up this podcast, man. <laughs> Let's go listeners. Uh, guess I'm on that. Come on. I do. Let's and it. it's Let's basically, it. it's basically that that's something that I've had to adjust my mindset. So coming from a young kid who is bombarded with the idea of like money is the root of all evil. And like, you're being selfish if you're like chasing money and things like that. Right. I have fundamentally changed my perspective on that over time because I feel like if you don't look out for yourself, then you're in no position to help anyone else. And I right. think about that in the context of my gym and my facility. And it's like, if you're, if you're, uh, treating this place in a way that's not going to be sustainable for you, or if you're making decisions that are, are going to not allow you to support yourself, even if, you know, some of the gym members like it or something like that, I just know that there's an end in that. And ultimately if I go down and can burnt out and don't want to do this anymore, that means that those people are also not going to have that, you know, access to right. that service. Um, and so that's something that only owning a business has fundamentally changed my perspective on, um, that I really just didn't have that, uh, before when I was like, have a business that serves a hundred and something people and, right. and all that good stuff. So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's true. do good, make money. I like do it. good, make money. That's it. All right. So we have three more. Oh no, we don't. We have five more. Grab one. Oh shit. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We're rapid fire in these. Can we cuss on this podcast? Cause I, we've I been feel cussing like I swear, like I swear on it all the time. And then I don't know, strengthen your strengths. This one's easy to me. Do more of what you're good at. Uh-huh. So don't, you know, farm out, or hire someone to do the things you're not good at. Work in a job that you're good at. Work what if what if you're good at something you don't want to be good at anymore? Well, like then you if, go back to happiness hack, the one we just talked about, do uh-huh. something that you like doing. So prioritize that over prioritize things you're strong at. Yeah. Okay. I have to say that. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think like there's you might be good at talking to somebody 
in, you know, let's like your coaching, coaching yeah. business or something like sure. that. And you might be, uh, really, uh, great at having that one-on-one interpersonal conversation, allowing people to kind of grow through that. But if that is not going to serve your overall goal, then it's going to be short-sighted for you to kind of continue pursuing that. Um, so I would definitely prioritize in the same way that you just yeah. proposed. Cool. All right, moving on. Here we go. What's this one? Let's see. This one is, ooh, figure out how to forgive. I think this one's important. Huh. I think that this one, I think the ability to forgive people who have wronged you is key. I just, I just forgave you just now. Just for that? <laughs> just for saying that? For all you've no, done. No, I'm serious. I think it's like, because if you're really mad at somebody and you're holding all that anger and that angst and everything else in, it's really just, I mean, everyone knows this, but it's really just hurting you. Yeah. So I'm not even saying you have to forgive someone in a certain way or that you have to forgive all people who've ever wronged you, but you got to be able to figure out like, how do you forgive? Like, what's your process for doing that? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get wronged. People are going to fuck you over. That's just part of living on the planet. Like it just is what it is. It's very true. Yeah. What do you think? Forgiving something is definitely a skill set that has to be cultivated if people intend on interacting with other human beings and people are- How are you at that? Um, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good with it. Like I feel like I, I, I mean, I'm easily pulled hold against it and sometimes if you think about it negative experience you've had in your past and you're just like oh man that yeah. piece of whatever um but you know i think when I, I i usually don't carry that around a whole lot with me and and usually you if you're if you're successful at one of our earlier tips which was ending bad relationships yeah uh then you're able to move forward and once that relationship is over then hopefully you don't have to have that person in the forefront of your brain um, cause I imagine it can probably be absolutely poison if you're like in that poison to your happiness, at least if yeah. you're in that all the time and, and are incapable of breaking it off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, cool. Move on. Um, me? Yeah. You. We going. We have three left. Get in the zone. Action meets awareness. I was going to do the auto zone. Thing, I was, I was that too. <laughs> zone. Action meets awareness. Get in the zone. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? So for me, I think of that as like in ha- like to be happy, like you're the more times you can kind of be in the flow of stuff or in the zone of things, that just adds a certain level of happiness to your life. So I mean, and, and this is work, relationships or whatever. I use I'll use an example in the gym. Like if you're um when you're working out and you're really focused and you and it's just going well and you just feel like you're in that zone where like everything you're super aware like hyper aware of what you're doing and all your actions are kind of lined up with what you're thinking and your motivation and everything else a, a better example for me would be surfing so you <laughs> no it's serious like you like, just pivoted so hard i really did because i was trying to think of like a better example and i thought like okay like surfing and the times when i've been really kind of in flow i remember this one time we were i was in hawaii for a wedding and i was surfing and I, I couldn't do anything wrong on the board. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't. Like if I wanted to jump off the board, ride it upside down and backwards, I probably could have done it. Like I just could not. I just You're a really so, good surfer. No, I'm really not. That's the funny thing is I'm really not that good at all. Um, but I was just such in a zone that like, and I was like very much focused. Like I, I was very aware that whatever I was thinking and in my actions was just kind of happening. And it was just such a cool place to be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you felt that when you've, you've done stuff in here or, competitions or whatever where you just like so I, i'll use the example of you and eric when you guys did that challenge with that uh that one guy josh gave you guys 
just another walk yeah, in the you guys park. Were, like crushing it. But I mean, like you guys were like definitely in the zone, mm-hmm. fully like your actions and it seemed your air, you know, your awareness was like, I would just use the term present, like whatever, yeah, whenever you're yeah, present totally. doing something, I think like that term flow is really frequently used nowadays. But yeah. to me, that really just means like whatever you're doing, you're completely immersed in it and you're not thinking about planning or doing Anything something else. later or there's no anxiety surrounding that. You're just right. like completely engaged in that action at the moment in time. Yeah. And you can be in flow when you're just eating like a freaking amazing meal. Yeah, and, totally, dude. Totally. Or you're having this awesome conversation. Mm-hmm. Mic bump. Mic bump. So in flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> he can't do it. He's not but in no, that that's mic good, bump was not in flow. That's a very good point. Like you're very when you're in flow or you're in the zone, it doesn't have to be like in this crazy thing. It could be like you're having like the best apple. Can can I even go go in as far as saying that I think you're, the amount of time that you spend in flow is going to be very, very directly correlated with like how happy you are as a person? Well, because out. as we've already said, your happiness is not it's – a, it's a pursuit. Right. And – I feel like I'm closest in that pursuit when I'm doing something that I'm completely immersed in and engaged in and interested in. Hundred percent. Um, and you can I, I've even heard things about like some people are in flow when they're just like in, in an assembly line and they're performing the same yeah. over and over, but yeah. just like as efficiently as and effectively as possible. Like you don't it's not really a task that we put on a pedestal and and would say right. like oh it's an amazing thing that you did such a good job at in this assembly but for job them, role. but in just being present and engaged in that moment and doing their very best that you can be that and i think that you can find happiness because very few people get to be instagram models and you know that's the person you know the the picture that's painted of what happiness looks like but i think that you can be happy if you just are trying to do the very best job you're doing every yeah. single day um and if you get to spend a lot of time you know, synced up with that, then you're probably pretty happy. Yeah, I do totally agree. The more time you spend it, the better it is. All right, two more. Hi there. Saying hello to uh, Walker by. Yes. Help others is the next one. Oh, I should have helped her with her, whatever she's carrying there. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Help others. So what do you think about that? Help others. Well, do you, do you think you are a helpful person. Yes. I was helpful today when you couldn't get out of the car because your shoulder's broken. Yes. And my shoulder's not broken. You're probably, you need a lot of help right now, don't yes, you? I do. And I helped you with your bags. Yes. I try to be helpful. Yeah. Um, last night, my wife was overwhelmed with having to prepare all this stuff for a uh, staff breakfast thing. Right. I'm getting backed up into with by a car right uh, now. I'm almost positive this car is actually not going to hit us. Oh, uh, sure, we're good. And, we're good. Uh, and I thought to myself, I can be helpful right now. I'm going to go help her with the dishes, even though I had made dinner and, and like, you know, kind you of weren't contractually obligated. To I was dishes. like, I was like, damn it. I'm going to go help her right now. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because she's probably happier in a small way because I did that. Yeah, definitely, previously. dude. And I don't know. That's all I have to say on the subject. Are you, are you, do you go out of your way to be helpful? Yeah, I kind of do. I think I do. I think most of the time, most of the time, sometimes I go out of my way not to be helpful. To be unhelpful? Yeah. But I would say most of the time I go out of my way to be helpful. I think it's just a good vibe in the world when you're surrounded by people who are more helpful than not. It's just a better thing. And I'm, and I, you know, I, I, I have a whole thing in my head where I want to be like a good human on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think that there are a lot of like, you know, if you think of human beings in total, there are a lot of, you know, there are some bad people and there's a shitload of neutral people. There are some good people and there are, you know, a few unbelievably awesome. You're trying people. to be great, huh? No, 
I you, just, I want to be above the neutral maybe, line. Do you think maybe you're comparing yourself to others in that I situation? I might be. But <laughs> I want to be slope. above. I want to be above the neutral line. Like I want to be like, yeah, he's okay. Yeah, I like that. You know. So I, I, wanna, hope, yeah. I hope that the spot, small positive dent I make in the world offsets all of like the carbon emissions and like the energy yeah, and stuff I like sap it sap up because I mean I it's a lot. and I eat a lot of food so like that's just a lot of solar energy that that's went true. into growing that food well some work on being helpful all right the very last one this is the very last one me oh, yeah what a privilege I'm just basically having you pick up from now what a privilege enjoy the little things in life oh perfect what a great way to end on what do you think about that man I try to enjoy the little things in life yeah you do and it makes me happy when I do those things yeah. and 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 when I am losing sight of that, I it's probably because I'm not in flow and it's probably because I'm, you know, not entirely engaged or my life isn't in focus. And so what is life but a collection of the little things that add up over time? I yeah. mean, I say that and I'm being a little bit, you know, like jokingly. No, but, but that's, that's like, actually a good point. That's exactly the, the, the case. What's the last little thing that you really, truly enjoyed? <sighs> Um, my wife's zucchini bread last no. night, <laughs> which is delicious. And we're going to get you some because it's, it's crazy bread. good. It's not, not, I can't be. It's really it. sweet. Is the zucchini bread you've had savory? No, it's zucchini bread. It's made from zucchinis. And yeah. They you, put it in bread and call it a dessert or a drink or something. It's, it's just not crazy good. Thing. All right, whatever. Anyway. All right. So we're going to end on that one. I think you're right. I had a, I had a, um, green tea somewhere a couple of days ago. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And I remember drinking it. It was ice cream tea. It I call was so good. I call bullshit. It was so green good. tea was amazing. It was oh my god. Ice you cream gotta, tea. You gotta try zucchini bread. No. And you're telling me no. green tea was amazing. Green tea's way better. Agree to disagree. No, I just wanna I, say I don't forgive you for uh I'm gonna wear that burden all around for the rest of the day that the you what? actually th- that you think green tea could be something that that was that incredible. It was amazing. Too. Oh it, well, it's a little thing. The, the, it's impressive that you that's a really little thing. Like yeah, it was that awesome. is so small. Okay. Well, it was fantastic. This right. podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. Thank you guys. I, I enjoyed doing this by this, the way. This has been really fun. Um thank you guys for listening. Anything else? Nah, that's it. That's it. All right. You want to leave? Hi, leave hi mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> thank you all listening. No, seriously. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, and thank you, dude. This was awesome. This was awesome. Mike do another, let's do one more mic pump. All right, guys. I we'll talk to you soon. I hope we don't break the mics. Me too. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com. Heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.